Hi there. Thank you for tuning into the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. Merry Christmas or Merry Christmas season to all of my listeners. And um, maybe you're listening to this podcast and it's not Christmas, but it was recorded at Christmas time. But don't worry. It's still relevant no matter what time of year, I promise you. So if you're wondering what this podcast is all about and how to reach me, you can look in the show notes of the podcast on whatever program you tune into, or you can simply go to womaninspired.com for all the details. All right, so let's just get right in today's episode, uh, right into today's episode with some pod quotes. Peace is not the absence of trouble, but the presence of Christ. That's Sheila Walsh. So true. So true. Uh, A lot of people think because you become a Christian, you believe in the Lord, you read the Bible, you have a great prayer life, that trouble will not come your way. Like they dip their their toe into Christianity thinking that will be the truth, but we (laughs) we are not immune to troubles. The Bible doesn't say anywhere in there that we are. So peace is not the absence of trouble but the presence of Christ. And Psalm 85, 8 says, Let me hear what the Lord says, because he speaks peace to his people and to his faithful ones. Now, through this episode, um, we're going to talk about peace. um, And it's titled, His Peace He Gives You. But I'm wondering if you're feeling any peace at the moment, especially in this holiday season. And, and are you tuning into this episode outside of the holiday season? You might be, but think for a moment. Do you feel peaceful now or do you pe- feel peaceful during the holidays? Are you, are you one of those people who just dreads the holiday coming? Are you someone who seems to always end up in a holiday frenzy of some sort? You know, have you been on high speed shopping? Are you baking, cleaning, preparing for guests or preparing maybe to travel somewhere? It could be any or all of the above, or maybe none of those things. Some people have come to a place in their life, no matter their age, where they kind of decide or semi-refuse to celebrate Christmas, at least refuse to celebrate it in what we would consider a typical cultural way, according to whatever part of the world you live in. Now, I'm kind of on the fringes of both mindsets, occasionally frenzified, that's frenzied, frenzified (laughs) feeling, um, it comes over me and occasionally I feel casual like oh whatever will be will be and have that kind of frame in mind now I decorated some sort of um I guess you could say all out this year Uh, part of me really didn't want to though not because I don't like decorations I find them beautiful but because in part I live with a Grinch uh (laughs) It took some time this season to get to the point where my husband would actually embrace the Christmas spirit. And then when he did, all of a sudden, he was all in. I I didn't even want to put up anything at one point. And then he was totally 100% for it. So I felt like I could not deny him because it's a rare occasion. But he's working on his attitude about things, not to be worldly in how he sees Christmas, but to honor Christ in Christmas. And he felt like decorating was one way to do that. So once we both embraced it, we decided to just decorate and we enjoyed it. And I'm enjoying the decorations. They're beautiful. I'm not totally looking forward to taking them down, however, because it's a lot of work. But you know, next year, who knows, we may only put up a Christmas tree, or maybe we'll be traveling next Christmas and not decorate home at all. I have no idea. And I'm not going to run ahead of the time period to figure it out. But that's where we are right now. 
But whatever state of holiday joy and fun or festivities you're in, um, we're wrapping up the third week of Advent as I'm recording this. And this is the week of joy. The week of joy is um, what we focus on during the Advent season. Advent has four weeks in it, and in each week a different focus is had. There's hope, peace, joy, and then love, which leads up to the celebration of Jesus's birthday. So next week, we will be moving into that week, the week of love. But what I wanted to talk to you about is last week. That was the Advent focus of peace. Now, for those of you who don't know, there's not a lot of peace on earth right now, as far as from country to country, nation to nation, city to city, race to race, or even religion to religion. But but that doesn't mean we can't have peace inside, peace internally in our hearts, in our spirits, you know, in our souls. Peace is available to all of us. The Lord said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That statement also reminds me that he offers us peace. Always, always. And when we focus on that peace, we don't have to worry about our hearts being troubled or being afraid. Uh, He helps us through that. And when he says that, he means it. And according to Merriam-Webster, peace is defined as a state of tranquility or state of security, a state of order within a person, a family, or a community. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, peace is worth almost everything to me. Jesus died so that we could be saved, but also so that he could impart peace, love, joy, and hope. Isaiah 26.3 tells us that God will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in him. I don't take peace lightly. I trust God. And I like to keep my home peaceful. Um, I like to keep my days peaceful. I want my job to be peaceful, although that's not always possible. It perhaps means even more to me, though, because I lived in a household for several years where peace wasn't present. External peace and internal peace wasn't around, wasn't there, none of it. Because the drama and chaos in our home was ever present, and I didn't know how to escape it. It finally seeped into every part of me, the lack of peace, the chaos. It was in my thoughts, in my desires, in my hopes. It it stole my peace. All of that stole my peace and my joy. I lived in a constant state of wondering what I could do to make things better, but knowing that a lot of it was out of my control That's what happens when you have a special needs child, one who can have meltdowns in an instant. And even as an adult, it's, it's the same. So when you have someone in your home who is violent or self-harming for whatever the underlying reasons are, it's difficult, especially when you're ignorant about how to care for that person or how to help that person. And you feel helpless because you can't help them. It was a very long road to find peace. It nearly tore apart my marriage. Well, it actually did, but God put it back together and in a way that was of him, not of us. Between past mistakes and problems and the chaos and pain of those years, being married and having a wonderful relationship, it just took, that stuff took a back seat to to everything. But as God moved in our lives and we worked to become submissive to his will and let him actually guide our choices in our marriage and parenting in the best ways to care for our son then things changed. And because of those times, I know what it is to live without peace internally and externally. And sadly, there are so many people who live that way day in and day out now. 
in their in their work lives, in their home lives, in relationships. But there is hope, and that hope for peace, the truth that Isaiah twenty six three tells us that God will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfastly on Him and trust in Him. That is truth. It's pure, one hundred percent truth, and and that I have myself lived without that truth and then lived with that truth and then I kind of know a lot about it so yes peace is important to me and not everyone can find peace in the situation that they're in but they can find peace within themselves that comes from God and when we have that peace that comes from God it makes us sharper it sharpens our discernment it helps us to make better decisions and sometimes those decisions are to get out of or leave that situation behind that is so chaotic and and doesn't offer us peace and sometimes it is to stay and work it out and be a peacemaker um but that's between each individual and God. Uh, but I know what it is to, to not walk in peace. And I like to walk in peace. <laughs> I like to make sure that if I enter somewhere, I leave peacefully. That I impart peace and not chaos or worry or concern. Authentically, of course, and genuinely, of course, and as transparently as possible. But as peacefully as possible. All while holding on to the truth and kind of being a beacon of truth as much as I am able. That's the quest. That's my quest. Do I feel, do I fall short at it? Yeah. Sometimes I fall short. I I fell short the other day. Um, Ironically, right smack in the middle of the Advent week of peace. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I had such an experience that I was prompted to write a little tale about it. And I'll share that with you in a moment. But let me just set it up by telling you that my week of peace kind of blew up from the outside in. It, It wasn't that I was chaotic and jumbled inside. I wasn't. I was feeling good. I wasn't feeling anxious or upset inside. I wasn't harboring anything, just waiting for it to explode and come out. It it wasn't one of those kinds of things because there are people walking around like that. People who put on a mask of peace to just to please other people and to be diplomatic and try to get along in whatever situation or scenario they're in. Unfortunately, a lot of people do that. And it's not always bad. Diplomacy is good. Walking peacefully is good. You don't have to blurt out every thought you have in your head. You don't have to upset the masses because you want your feelings let out and because you're upset about something. However, putting on a fake anything is still fakery. Lying about how you feel it's still lying. So smoothing things over and keeping things calm is good, but at the detriment of truth, it's not good. Because later on, it makes things worse, especially when others realize you are dishonest and disgenuous, disingenuous. Um, That's what creates war, and war is far from peace. So it was not some internal thing like that, where I was waiting to explode and harboring something inside, and then it became an outer thing, Um, that's not what happened the other day, this, uh, peaceful Advent week. (laughs) This came from external forces that little by little chipped away at the peace that I felt that day. 50% of that was my fault, I think, because I didn't go in armored up. Yeah, shame on me. I did not go into a situation armored up like I should. And I realized kind of partway into it that I should have. I was just on one of those, I'm feeling peaceful. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling the whole reason for the season theme. And so that in itself made me feel as if I was armored up enough. I had a sense of hope and joy and peace about me. And so I felt like that feeling 
which is more external than internal, that that feeling in itself would work for me and perhaps protect me. It did not. Well, partly because I didn't let it. I let aggravation and frustration and some righteous anger get to me. Um, So what happened? Um, By the way, I'm counting on the fact that if you're hearing this, you've been in a similar situation or at least in some situation where you too have allowed an external force to get to you internally and steal your peace or your joy or your hope and love for just a moment or two. Not that I wish that upon anyone, but I'm hoping that other people who are hearing this can relate. So you let me know, maybe in the comments, if you can relate to this. It all started on a breezy cold day last week. I decided, hey, I have half a day off. I'm going to go Christmas shopping. Yes, I know you might be thinking, well, that set you up right there, Karen. (laughs) But I thought, no, I'm going to attempt to finish the Christmas shopping. I really didn't have that much to do. I mean, I've scaled down my Christmas shopping this year. We didn't scale down our Christmas decorating, but we did scale down our Christmas shopping and our gift giving. We have been much more intentional with what we purchase, much more thoughtful. Not that we haven't been thoughtful in the past, but we've felt kind of pressured in the past by ourselves, not by other people, uh, but by ourselves to buy some gifts out of obligation. We did away with that this year. We, we bought things and just maybe simple cards and made things only for people that we felt strongly led to. And we put time and effort into praying about it. And so I was looking forward to going and looking for some specific things that we wanted to add to some little gifts that we got for family and friends. So I went to um, let's just say a well-known big store that rhymes with Schmallcart. Um, and this is one of my least favorite stores in the world. Always has been. There's something about it that I don't like. And even more so now, because like many other stores, they have gone to very few employees and more computerized cashiers or AI at the cash register with very little customer service and a lot of moving around of what's inside the store in each aisle. Like they'll shift whole aisles of things to another part of the store, changing things every time you turn around. But I knew unless I wanted to go to another city that this is where I needed to go. So I went in determined with an attitude and heart of peace, love and joy, and just feeling the season, kind of humming some Christmas carols, determined that I was going to enjoy my time, even if I can't stand the store. And I actually say, can say to you that I enjoyed the shopping. I enjoyed looking around the time to, to be particular, the success of getting everything, but one item on my entire list, which is amazing. And I got a few extra things that I shouldn't have necessarily bought, or I didn't actually need in the moment, some, some canned goods and frozen things, but in the long run, stocking up on these things for what might be a difficult winter to come was a wise choice, especially since they were on sale. So with quite a few things in my cart, I went to the checkout only to find out there, there were no manned checkouts that day. None, no one, there was no person checking people out. They were all automated. All the self checkouts on each side of the store, these computerized cashiers, that's what was open. Now there are some people who really hate this concept I'm not fond of it, but it doesn't 
bothered me. It doesn't get under my skin uh, to scan an item myself and make sure it scans the right way, that the price is correct, and I get the opportunity to be particular about how it's bagged. Instead of having fragile items shoved in with heavy items by kids who look like they haven't finished elementary school yet and, and don't seem to care that they just put a cardboard box of crackers in the same bag with the frozen fruit and it's going to cause the cardboard to get wet. <clears throat> No, I will say too that if I have a lot of items, I don't want to do the self-checkout. Um, so there's that part of it. Um, but if I have a few items, again, it's fine. On this particular day, I had a lot of items. So I wasn't really happy about it, but I was in the Christmas spirit going with the flow. And at, But after standing in line for 10 minutes, waiting, and this is the self-checkout lines, waiting for an open checkout, I finally got up to the cashier, whatever it's called, the computerized version of a cashier. And it didn't want to work right. That's when the little armor that I barely had covering me started to get chipped away at. After I got up to the checkout and I started scanning, I got about three items in and the little lady inside the computer, let's just say that the AI person said, please scan your next item, which I did. I had but it didn't take. So I did it again. And she said, scan your next item. And I did, but she said it again. And I told her I did scan my next item. <laughs> like talking to the computer is going to make a difference, right? But I do it all the time. And this little lady inside the computer was very loud. I mean, loud. The setting must have been the loudest it could be. So when I go to a self-checkout, if it's loud, I usually hit the volume button to turn it down. I'm not sure if you realize you can do that, but there's a button on the screen to turn the volume up and down. The default is typically pretty loud, but the screen came up when I tried to do it with an error message on it. And she just kept saying, scan your next item, scan your next item. <laughs> I was able to push the button for assistance thankfully. And when I did the little blue light over the, the checkout came on and started slowly flashing. So I waited just kind of looking around. And when I looked around, I realized there were two other registers across from me with blue lights flashing and loads of people still in line behind all of us who were checking out. I think there were three checkouts that looked like they were actually working. I also didn't see one employee in sight, not one. Now I know for a fact that there, there are supposed to be employees monitoring the self-checkout areas and they have the little tablets with them so they can reset the computers or look up prices and, and other things to help out customers. There were none. No, no employees, no little tablets, no one walking around carrying their, their tablets, not one in sight. And so the, the chipping away at my little covering of peace that day started chip, chip, chip. And I praise God that I had internal peace because I did not have external peace at that moment. But I could hear people in the line several carts back complaining about how slow I was going. And I'm like, it's not me. It's the cash register. It's the computer. It's the AI, whatever you want to call it. Um, although, you know, this was not under my control. So I heard customers across the way who were waiting in line started complaining about the store and picking apart every little thing about the store. They were cussing and they were getting louder. I knew this was headed for a bad scene if someone didn't get over there and make the situation better fast. Finally, after a good five minutes, I see a young man who actually looked like a 12 year old with a beard. Um, he was slowly, slowly started to walk our direction. I could tell he was an employee 
by the color of his vest and the little tablet in his hand. Because at first I thought he was a member of the band uh, ZZ Top. Because his beard had to be down to his belly button. But anyhow, he slowly, and I mean slowly, walked towards the self-checkout area. Not looking up, just looking at the little computer in his hand while he walked. When he finally did look up, he just completely stopped. He came to a halt. I honestly couldn't believe he could do anything fast, but he stopped in that moment, turned around and walked the other direction quickly. I was like, he was close enough. I could see the look on his face. Like he, he'd just seen a monster close up. Like he was afraid, but in reality, he saw all those people and those flashing blue lights. And I guess the work he was going to have to do and the people he was going to have to contend with because he turned and went the other way. Yeah, he stopped. He turned and strolled away. And I'm not just strolled. I mean, he picked up the pace. He was ever so slow to get to help, but really quickly to run away from helping anyone. So the entire group of people in line at the self-checkout started yelling. Yeah, yelling right in my own little small town. It was like a scene on TikTok or Instagram. I was just cringing inside and, and all the while, chip, chip, chip. My holiday season mindset was being chipped away at. I heard more people grumbling and cussing. There were no employees heading our way. Nothing. No regular checkouts were open. No employees were manning the doors to watch for theft. I, I didn't know what was going on. Chip, chip, chip. <laughs> the more I looked around, the more I felt like I was being chipped away at. The lack of external peace and creation of the, the creation of chaos that was going on was getting to me. It was stirring up a place inside me that was anything but peaceful. Even though I had peace inside, my mind was like getting ready to go on a rant. The fact that the employee just decided to get out of Dodge made it worse. It brought up some righteous anger. It was not right what he did. Maybe he was overwhelmed. I tried to tell myself, you know, put yourself in him his shoes. But but at that moment, it, it just the I just got angry, and the moments ticked on and ticked on and made it worse. And I was looking in my cart, and some of my frozen refrigerated items they were warming up. I got to the point though that I didn't care. The peace that I had been been feeling was being chipped away at. I wanted to shout, "Hey, this is your job. Suck it up, man." That's where my brain was going, but he'd already, I mean, you couldn't even see him anymore. I don't know if it was just the fact that I was seeing food going to waste as five minutes turned into 10 and then turned into 15 or the angry voices and the cussing around me, um, that it was getting to me or what, but I was starting to get edgy and angry, which is not like me. Um, I am typically an extremely calm person. People know me say they've never met anybody who's so chill in difficult situations. Um, but I took deep breaths and that's not of me. That's of God. But I, I had to take deep breaths internally talking to God, trying hard not to let the external stuff there in the store get to me. But the last straw for me was when the checkout closest to me, which was also a self checkout. Um, and it was working and, and the next customer came up next to me. And she was a senior citizen. She looked to be all of like 90 pounds. She was moving slowly, holding onto her cart. with, And she just had a few items in it. She had a couple things in there that were a little bit heavy for her, um, like a gallon of milk. And of course, there were no employees around to assist her. And so I stepped to my side and I asked her um, if I could just help her. And she said, thank you. So I started to get the things out of her cart. I scanned one item, then another. 
And then the third time was not the charm because the scanner got a full blue screen on it. And the little lady inside said, scan your next item, scan your next item. Again, righteous anger started welling up inside me, chip, 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 chipping away at me. I pushed the assistance button and I told her that I was waiting for someone to help me too. And there seemed to be a problem in the store. She sighed and said, okay, but I could see in her eyes that she was weary and she started to tear up a little bit. I asked her if she was okay. And she said, I'm just not feeling well. And I've been walking all over the store to find what I need. They moved everything and all the electric scooters were unplugged and dead when I came in. So I had to take a cart and walk. Well, that, that was it. My thin armor (laughs) that I put on that day just melted. I mean, it just melted. And perhaps it wasn't totally a bad thing. um, But I do realize that sometimes in order to make things right, you have to get angry. Jesus showed us that in the Bible when he turned over the money changers tables in the temple. Sometimes a healthy, righteous anger can also forge a way for change and for peace. I'm not sure my anger that day did that, at least for some people, namely the employees, because I had had enough. All the many customers in line yelling and getting disgusted, they weren't helping me either. They were apparently content to wait for 20 minutes and just complain. Well, I wasn't. So I said, excuse me to the lady. I'll be back in a moment. And I left the checkout area. I went to the customer service area where there was one person behind the desk. She was waiting on somebody, but I didn't care. I went to the side and I said, excuse me. And she said, I'll be with you in a minute. And I looked at the person she was waiting on and said, I apologize, but this is extremely important. And I just looked at the customer per- service person. I said, no, I will not wait. <laughs> a little too loudly and a little too forcefully, not in a peaceful way whatsoever. I let her know that there were about 15 people in the self-checkouts. Half the registers were not working. And one of their employees came over to help, but turned away and took off instead of staying and helping. And we had been waiting, myself, waiting for 20 minutes. And there were elderly people in line who needed help. And she just said, okay, I'll call someone in a minute. And I said, no, ma'am, you will call someone now. (laughs) And if you don't call someone now, I'm going to take my phone. I'm going to start interviewing all those people in line out there and live stream it on social media. I'm going to call the newspaper. I'm going to call the small cart headquarters. I'm going to call the local TV stations and the cops, and I'm going to get them all down here, and I will take down your name, and I will tell them that you all are abusing the elderly, and I will make sure everyone knows who you are. (laughs) And I pulled my phone out and acted like I was going to record her. Oh, she got ticked. She turned her back on me. She picked up the phone and started yelling at whomever answered the phone. Within a minute or two, there were three or four employees hightailing it to the self-checkout area. I just looked at her and I said, thank you. Really not meaning it, to be quite honest. And I went back to my cart. I took the cart. I just nodded at the lady, the elderly lady that was next to me, whom there was somebody who was helping her at the time. And I took her, my cart. I turned back to the customer service area. I pushed it right up to the desk. And I said, here, you can put all these items back. None of these frozen foods will be good any longer. And I don't think I will ever shop here again. And I left. <laughs> Could I have handled that better? Yes, because I don't think yelling was necessary, which I did yell, but I did not cuss, although I really felt like it. But I also had in the back of my mind, 
someone else might be filming me. <laughs> and that thought, Karen at Christlike, Karen at Christlike. And since there were no tables to turn over, <laughs> the truth is I didn't let my peace uh, be my guide. And my mindset was not peaceful in those moments. I didn't let the peace that Jesus offers me that God tells us there is for us in all situations comfort me. Did I do the right thing by going to customer service? Yes, I actually should have probably done it five when five minutes in instead of waiting so long. And it shouldn't have taken me watching an elderly person to become so weary for me to take action. But I'm thankful that she came into the scene because it reminded me of the fact that so many elderly people are being run over by society and left out or left behind when it comes to goods and services and especially customer service. And it ignited in me a righteous anger, an anger that just stems from seeing that something is wrong and unjust. And the fact that no one else took action, and that kind of fueled me up and chipped away at, at how I was feeling that day. As I went to customer service, I realized that not one other person was willing to get out of line to go get assistance. They just wanted to gripe loudly about it and hope it would change without doing anything to help make the change. That got to me. So all these things fueled me up. I completely wholeheartedly believe what it says in the word of God when Jesus says uh, in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I have that peace internally and there are times it's difficult to tap into, especially in a moment of chaos. And I understand that from my past. And I understand that even, even from that small moment in the grocery store. But that peace is still there. I could have handled things more peacefully and in a better way. And still been bold and forthright without yelling, without threatening social media. But in that moment, um, I, did do, um, I did do the right thing in approaching it. I could have done it better. Let's just say that. Um, but I know that he gives us peace. And when we embrace it, not the world or worldly standards for the hustle and bustle of the holidays, like waiting in line and not being and being afraid to get out of the line, because what if somebody does come help, then I'll lose my place in line instead of seeing that people actually need help. Um, that's a worldly standard, right? Putting yourself first. And it's so much easier to not have troubled hearts, though, when we do as God would want us to do. When we live as, with God's standard, not the world's standard, then he'll give us the peace. Because he's not going to give us things the way the world gives us things. He's not going to guide us the way the world guides us. It's so much easier to not have troubled hearts and to not, not let fear come to us when we embrace the peace that he offers us. Day in and day out, we are offered a type of peace that comes to, to us from the inside out. And when that inside peace is guiding us, we make better choices. We say things better. We do things better. When we allow the peace of the Lord to settle into every part of who we are and how we operate, how we approach things, our decisions are better. Our discernment is sharper and we can usher in peace and joy. When you usher in peace, joy naturally flows. It naturally comes right after it. And then love settles in. And when we do that, it's contagious. If we had had an employee come over who was peaceful and kind, even if they couldn't get to everybody in that moment and said, I'll make sure that I get to you, 
it would have settled everybody down. One peaceful word, one peaceful moment, one, one person operating out of the peace of God, it would have changed the entire situation. So I said that this incident this week prompted me to write a little something about it. And, and I did. It's not the totality of everything I just told you, but for a time I couldn't even gather my thoughts in a pleasant way to write about that day in small cart. Um, but then it just came to me. So I hope you enjoy it. I tried to make it a little, a little light, a little holiday, um, and not express a whole bunch of anger, but just tell a little tale. All right, here it is. "'Twas the week before Christmas, and all through the town. The shoppers were shopping. They weren't slowing down. The self-checkouts were open, much to my dismay. Not an employee in sight on that cold, breezy day. With my cart overloaded, my scarf wrapped too tight, I thought, I fear I will be here all through the night. But like a good little shopper, determined to grumble much less, I started scanning the presents, looking forward later to rest.' But what, to my wondering eyes, did appear but a flashing screen right before me, the error unclear. I scanned and I scanned, but the scanner wouldn't scan. I pushed buttons, talked nicely, begged the little computer to work. But that overpaid computer, well, I swear she just smirked. She kept saying over and over and over again, skin your next item. This computer was not my friend. With lines long behind me and Grinches all around, I looked for a helper, but none could be found. No checkers, no staff, no blue little vests. To find just one employee, that was my quest. I pushed for assistance, the call button to my right. And like a beacon of hope, there came a flashing blue light. Above me, around me, the light glowed and it strobed, beckoning the helpers to come help me in droves. But no helpers, no elves. No cheerful do-gooders appeared, so I pushed it again to make it perfectly clear. Not one twenty-one-year-old manager or teeny bopper showed up, so I sat at the register. Patrons behind me fumed and they cussed. Why won't this work, I muttered to myself, then exclaiming too loudly, I need human help. Where are the elves this time of year? Santa's helpers are needed to fix this automated cashier. Where are the employees out drinking cheer? Then from behind me, I heard unpleasant holiday sounds, the barks and complaints and impatient frowns. When what to my anxious eyes doth appear, a slow-moving staff with a ZZ top beard. As he sauntered along, not a care in the world, all my birthdays flashed by from the time I was a girl. I had time to then ponder the universe at large, balance my checkbook, go home and clean my garage. On he walked slowly, his face in his phone, finally looking up to see I wasn't alone. For beside me and across there were blue lights galore, flashing and taunting, saying, We need help and we need it once more. As the bearded man, who was not Santa, I must say, strolled ever closely, he quickly turned and fled away. The shouts and the craziness that did ensue made me wish I had started shopping way back in June. <laughs> That's what I wrote about that day. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you. I could have gotten much, much deeper into there and nitty gritty, but it felt good to write it anyhow. So I just want to, to thank you for tuning in this entire year to my podcast. We have a few more episodes to go before the end of the year, before we hit the new year, uh, a year that I hope is filled with, uh, true peace. 
true peace everywhere from the inside out. But I want you to work on your peace, making sure that you grab the peace that's offered to us from Jesus Christ and don't let go. Embrace it. It will change how you see everything. It will change how you operate. It will change and and make your decisions better, your future brighter. I, I can't just promise you that. But the, the word of God promises you that and his promises are true. So thank you for taking time to tune into the Woman Inspired Podcast, especially if you're in the middle of the hustle and bustle of the holiday. Remember to rest, to embrace the peace that God offers you and stay out of the stores unless you absolutely have to go to one. Have a blessed week. Mm-hmm.